Matthew chapter 25. We're going to uh, do something a little different tonight. Um, you know that um, it's been talked about a little bit that uh, we've been back in the FCC this year. Uh, the history on that, uh, this church, we started out in 99 doing one-on-ones and uh, some fill-in preaching and then from that we got a, oh, that's good, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, okay. Did some fill-in preaching and uh, shortly thereafter we were get, given the the fifth, uh, fifth uh, Saturday services, we started doing that. And then in uh, January of uh, 05, uh, Chaplain Bob gave us the regular Thursday night service. And we, uh, we fulfilled that slot until, I think it was March 2020 when the COVID shut things down. And then just several months ago, two, three months ago, then they opened things back up and we've been able to go in and Pastor Humphrey got us doing, he's mentioned this, I think, about the new format that we use, and it's worked out very, very well. Um, and we're going to follow that tonight. We had our couple, uh, couple songs we sing, a little bit of introduction, and then we go into the preaching, and then uh, try to do it about 20 minutes or so, and then we open things up to the, to the uh, inmates. You're going to play the part of the inmates tonight. I don't see anybody laughing too much. <laughs> and I'd like you to do that because uh, what I, what I want to do is I want people to start uh, connecting a little bit more with the prison ministry. Um, we've, over the years, we've, we've uh, preached hundreds and hundreds of sermons. We've handed out hundreds and hundreds of Bibles. Uh, maybe a thousand lessons, different Bible study lessons, and uh, had opportunity to, you know, spend hundreds and hundreds of hours uh, doing one-on-ones with uh, inmates. And it's, uh, it's a part of our, even right now, we're seeing some things happen really positive in FCC. And uh, we're just hoping that God will uh, continue to do that, continue to work to bring people uh, that are thirsty for, for God's Word and, and wanting to hear it, learn it, and love it, and believe it. And so this is why I'm, gonna, I'm doing this mainly so you'll keep thinking about this. So when 6.30 run, uh, runs, runs around, <laughs> when, when, when 6.30 comes around on Thursday evening, when we'll be walking through those doors, 6.30, they usually let us in, we're walking through the gate, we go and pass the control, they announce the service, we get to the chapel, and they load her up with men, and we go to work. And so be, be praying, you know, there's, there's times when there's distractions and so on. Brother Chris does pretty good, Pastor Humphrey does pretty good. I probably got a shorter fuse than anybody. If they're messing around, we just kick them out. Uh, and that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, maybe Chris is a little bit rougher than I am, but I don't know. So, but that's what I want to do, and we'll, we'll do that. We'll have a little bit of preaching tonight, and then we'll have, uh, you know, I'd like to have some of your comments on the message, and then, uh, then we'll have our, uh, the prayer time. So we've got a rather lengthy 
reading here from chapter 25, we're going to pick up the commentary on verse 14. Am I on the right? Okay. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged it in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliveredest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. <clears throat> then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hadst not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid. And I went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, <clears throat> thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I had sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put thy, my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury or interest. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast thee the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to be, to assemble before you for worship. I pray that you'd bless this time. Hold each and every one of us up. Uh, as the word of God goes out that we could learn and uh, take something from it this evening. In Christ's name I pray, amen. So in this message, we're going to look at just three things. We're going to look at the Lord. We're going to look at the servants. And we're going to look at the talents. That's something... Uh, we tried to do a lot of visual stuff with the guys. Uh, <clears throat> get stuff up on the board, or Pastor Rumpy likes to give the, uh, a handout sometimes of the scripture so they, they have God's word in front of them, they can see it, or they can, they can then, we can benefit from the illustrations and, and so on that we often try to use uh, to help them to understand Bible truth. So 
this first, the first, uh, first part we're going to look at is the Lord. And of course, this, the Lord in this illustration, the parallel is that this is Jehovah God. <coughs> we see from this that, that the Lord was, well, he was, he, he knew these people very well, his servants. He, uh, he knew them well enough that he could give them the, the, just the exact amount of responsibility that, that uh, he knew that they could bear. Um, he didn't require more of his servants than he knew that they, that, that for more than what he had gifted them to do. And he was shown to be very trusting. You know, he gave him this money and then he left and he went away to a far country. So he was trusting them to, to have and hold while he was gone and to accomplish the work that, that he had set them to do. And he was shown to be patient. It says that he was gone for a long time. And again, that pictures his patience and his, uh, his trustingness. And he was shown to be a generous rewarder too. When, he, when the final uh, bottom line was drawn, when he came back, uh, the, one, the first man had put out five talents. He'd been working hard, he'd developed it, he'd uh, invested it, however, you know, whatever. And he doubled, you know, he got back the same amount that, uh, that he had been given. And the, and, the, uh, <clears throat> and the Lord then, God, in this picture, he gave him and he said, he gave him something that, that this is, should be the motivation for every one of us. That when we go come before God, he will hear from him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. In some places it says, and, and enter into thy rest. But here it says, enter into the... And enter thou into the uh, joy of the Lord. Enter into heaven. Now that's a picture. Uh, God always rewards obedience. God always rewards obedience. In this case, the, the task that he had set these two, the first two anyway, he gave them blessing for, for what they had done. And... You notice there that, that God's servants, and that's us, um, they aren't all given the same talents, but all were given some. Again, it was according to their several abilities. And so that's how God, he works with each and every believer. He knows our talents, he knows our abilities, and furthermore, he has gifted us with those abilities. Um, about this matter of gifts, virtual gifts or talents, Romans chapter 12, verses 5 through 8, it says, So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one member, uh, every one members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. That's an important word. He doesn't say that's given to some. It says, given to us. That means all of us, everybody. It says, whether prophesy, prophecy, let them prophesy according to the proportion of faith. There's another stopping point. Proportion of our faith. I think that relates directly to the, the five towns, the two towns, and the one town. 
each and every individual that by the proportion that they, had, that they were able to do, he allotted out to them responsibilities and abilities to do that which he'd have them to do in the time of their ministry. It says, or ministry, let us wait on ministering. Or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. And, you know, there's not a definition or there's not a, a, a line of things that God calls ministry. Anything that you do for the Lord, whether it's teaching, preaching, whether it's uh, <coughs> music, whether it's cleaning the bathrooms, whatever, uh, that, uh, that is a, if it's a part of God's ministry, it's something that he has enabled you to do and wants us to do. And he gives us the ability to do that. I'll just take one, one little rabbit trail here. Years ago, when I was in high school, I got forced into taking a speech class because a couple classes that I wanted weren't available. And I was terrible. I couldn't, I'd go up there and I'd be literally shaking and I sometimes I'd, I'd cut my speech short and stuff like that because I just couldn't do it. It was miserable. Mrs. Harms there, Miss Harms, she, she just shake her head, you know. Well, it was years later after I was saved uh, and I was going to church at Glen Allen Chapel before I, this is even probably about the time when I became a church member. Uh, one of the men there that I knew, uh, Dr. Ross Van Camp, who's a medical missionary, asked me to give my testimony for the, the church. You know, and I didn't want to do it, but he, he talked me into it and I wrote some stuff out and I started reading that off. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Jim, you can do this. That was the first time he talked to me about uh, laying the groundwork for being called to preach. It was, was some time after that, uh, our mission conference over here, Brother C.D. Ward was... Uh, was preaching, and uh, this one, Dan, Daniel Chase, a missionary to Brazil, when he was called. And I remember we were, we were sitting over here at the, uh, at the old parsonage, around some stools, around the, the table thing there. And Dan was all excited, and he was talking about what, uh, you know, what the Lord had been talking to him about, and called him to preach. And I was sitting there, and I was just kind of taking it in, and I was thinking, man, you know, uh, you know, was the Lord talking to me like that too? I wasn't sure, but a day or so later, and I was driving home, I was going through the Rainbow Mountain area, and God said, okay, boy, this is what I want you to do for me. Well, he gave me, you know, it wasn't a natural talent that I had. It was God-given. That's what I'm saying. And God has given to each and every one of you a special talent or talents or abilities. Starting, you know, what... What a, you know, how did God know and how did he bring people in here to put together this, this uh, just awesome orchestra? I'm just amazed. I love, I, I sit at home, I listen to instrumentals and stuff like that. Uh, I just love that kind of music. And I thank, and, but God has raised up then mostly, finally we got one male in there. <laughs> slipped one male in there. That was kind of good. I'm glad for, bro, for Brother Daniel to get in there. So... He gifts each and every individual 
with blessing, but he's also a judge too. The one man that was not faithful, we're going to see he ended up headed to the lake of fire when he left this world. So let's look at the servants. Well, the, the servants are the doulos. We know this. These are the bond servants. These were men, generally, that had fallen into debt and they'd indentured themselves to someone else to pay off that debt. And uh, <clears throat> sometimes it was up to six years. Six years, I think, in the seventh year, then they had, they had rest from it. We know that some of those servants, after they had worked for, the, for their master for some time, then they would come and they didn't want to leave the master's service because they loved him. That's what it says there. And so they would do that right where they would take and they would bore a hole through their ear. And then that symbolized that they were then sold out to that master, to that man for, for life. He and, and uh, whatever he had gained in the time of his servants. And so two of these servants, they served voluntarily out of love for their master. Uh, they very, very likely were that kind of doulos. But the other man, he was, a, he was also a bond servant or a bond slave. And it would seem that his, uh, his focus of service was much, much different than the other two men. He wasn't a saved man. He had no thought for his master. He called him a hard man. Can you imagine calling God hard? You better be careful, you know. When, if God calls you to do something and asks you to do it, uh, you better be careful about saying no. Because God's not going to put up with it. He wants you to serve him out of love. Uh, we can learn to love and do the things that God has called us to do. But the one individual, he was, he had gifts. He had gifts, but he never used them to serve his God, to serve his master. Whatever he did for his master, I'm sure he was the kind that did just enough to get by. When his time was put in, he was gone. They were not... Though they were not all equally gifted, they were both expected to diligently use their talents given them. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in the Christ Jesus, unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So Christians are saved to serve, and we should serve joyously and, uh, and with love for our God and Master. The other one just served because of he was obligated to. And he is as the man depicted in Matthew chapter 7, 21 through 23, where it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of his Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in the name have done many wonderful works, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me that work iniquity. This person was probably putting on a good show of his service to his Lord, his master, but it wasn't 
a heartfelt service. And then just like the, 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 the false professor in Christ, uh, in the end, when, the, when Judgment Day comes, they're going to be found wanting and to be cast into the outer darkness. Uh, it pictures the going to hell and being separated from God forever. All three of them had equal opportunity to enter into the joy of the Lord, to go to heaven, to have a place in God's heavenly kingdom. Uh, but only two of those three chose to accept his call to repentance and faith. In Acts 10, 34, it says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. God's offer of salvation, is, the Bible says, unto all, but it's only upon all that believe, that make the choice to accept his, uh, his gift of salvation through the shed blood sacrifice of his son. So then the talents, well, talents, that's kind of self-explanatory. You know, there's talent scouts and talent shows that where people go and they, and they, they show their abilities um, or, or gifts that they have. That's the way we want to look at this. As I said, in, in my own case, it was not something that I ever sought. As a matter of fact, after the man that led me to the Lord was a, uh, Brother Ron Gideon was a preacher. Uh, he was much of the same self. He's a divorced man. He couldn't pastor. But he, uh, he told me, he said, you know, um, God might call you to preach today. And I said, I told him, I said, I'll do anything for the Lord. I'm not going to preach for him. Well, again, uh, I know in my own life there were some things that came into my life because God wanted to straighten me out from, uh, you don't tell God what to do. No. Don't get caught there. Don't get caught there. Uh, it's not a good place to be. You can't win. And so the talents. God gives each of us a measure of talents or abilities or gifts to invest in his service. Instead of hiding them like the one man... He had talents. He had abilities that God wanted to use. And he said, no, I'm going to go do my own thing. You know, he had me doing this. I'm taking care of the corn and the crops and the grapevines. That's all I want to do. Well, we use them to the advancement of God's kingdom and give him the glory. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whether, all, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. <clears throat> that rolls off the tongue so easy, but that's what God wants us to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever we set, whatever course we set in life, our work life, family life, recreation life, uh, it's all for God's glory. Thank you, Amy. <clears throat> so, and there's no getting around the fact that that. We're responsible to use those God-given talents and not to neglect them. And evidently, God puts very high value on these talents or these abilities. Now, you can go and study out whatever you want to about the biblical talents and all this and that. And they had different talents for, 
for different, uh, for precious metals and for other things, for something that is for, for today, we use our present day uh, talents, so to speak. Up at Fort Knox, they, they used to pour a thousand ounce ingots of gold. Uh, and I, the day that I wrote this message, the, uh, the, what was it? The, for uh, January 19th, the gold price was uh, $1,932 an ounce. Wow. We sold a lot of gold when we started out for, for $125 an ounce. And we thought we were doing good too. Fingernail nuggets for 150 bucks. Anyway. That's <laughs> way a long time ago. So you round that off. So 1,000 ounces times uh, 1932 is 1,932,000. Just for, for round figures, we'll, we'll round it up to two million. So to the one man, his spiritual gifts were worth 10, $10 million, the other one $4 million, and the other one $2 million. Still, not chump change. Even that guy that, that had just the, the one talent. <laughs> and what he did was, can you imagine just wasting away $2 million and just not using it or just throwing it away or would you do that? No. Well, this is what this man did. He turned his back on the things of God and he eventually he was going to pay for that. He wants us to value these talents in the same way that he's given us. He wants us to, to recognize the value as God views it that he's given to you and me, each and every one of us. And he wants us to spend those talents. He wants us to invest them in the work of the Lord for God's glory. That's what it's all about. <clears throat> Brother, Brother Caleb, I don't know where he is. He, uh, a while ago he preached that message and he talked a lot about abiding in the vine. <clears throat> it's so incredible how all these things, how they mesh together. Uh, I was just working on another message and, and some of the, the principles that are, that are seen here about God's service and how he provides and protects, they go into that. But, you know, abiding in the vine means that the branches, he is the vine, we're the branches. So that for the, for the, for the, for the branch that's abiding in the vine, he can bring forth much fruit. How does that happen? It's because he's drawing on the power of God. And using the God-given abilities and talents that we have for the furtherance of the kingdom of God, for the kingdom of heaven. When we're, when we're just like I've used that, that analogy, you know, that the light socket over there, it, it, it doesn't do anything. It's just sitting there on the wall. But you take that, uh, you take your whatever appliance, you take and you plug that into the wall, and then you access the power of a great big power plant, don't you? And we just take a little bit off. When we're, when we're abiding in the vine, we're accessing the, the, the power of Almighty God. And drawing upon that power. And you can take it and take it and take it. And you'll never run dry because he has infinite power. And that's his, his desire that every one of us would have that, have that idea and design. That we had come to him, that we'd be willing to spend ourselves 
You know, like the, I think as Isaiah said, you know, when he was compromised, he says, here am I, send me, send me. He wants us that heart that's sold out to him 100%. We need to remember that Romans chapter 11, verse 29, for the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And also, <clears throat> it's apparent to me that the judgment seat of Christ, where the rewards are given for faithful servants to believers, is, is pictured in this parable of the towns. <clears throat> Enter into the, the joy of the Lord. He said for his faithful service, he was going to have a place in heaven promised to him. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 through 15 says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now if any man build there upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, or it will be shown exactly for what it is. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is, if any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he shall himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Gold, silver, <coughs> and, and uh, precious stones, <coughs> they can go through that fire and they'll be purified and there'll be something for, for the believer. Uh, whatever's left over, can be fashioned into crowns for God's glory. It talks about casting our crowns before his throne. Somebody's going to have to make it for me, but I hope there's enough gold there, silver, precious stones, that can be at least one. Because if you, if you go before the Lord, there is actually a fourth servant. The two good guys, you know, the doulas, and then there's that, <clears throat> that one that he did his whole life, supposedly as a Christian, when he goes through the refiner fire, it's the wood, hay, and the stubble is burned off, and you won't have anything to take before your father to show him how much you're, you loved him and how much you're dedicated to him and to his servants. Can you imagine that? Sad. I think that might be part of the part when Jesus will wipe away the tears. Some will be the it'll be some regret for what they didn't do for the Lord. I don't know, but I know that for me there was nothing more. You know, I knew, only knew my dad for nine years, but there was nothing more that I loved than to to uh, do something for my for my dad and to know that he approved and. Uh, I hope that someday, as a little boy, I can come to God with just says, here, here, you know, I made that for you. I hope you can develop that heart attitude, too. And for all of you that are, that are running the race and fighting the good fight, just keep at it. You know, this church is going forward for the Lord. I really believe God's going to do some wonderful, wonderful things. I may not live to see it all, but, I, but it, you know, I'm a part of it now, and so... I'm uh, just thankful for the Lord and how he's working. And he's building this church. There's, there's youth, young people. You know, I'm older and way older than my first pastor and way even older than Pastor Humphrey. 
But uh, as long as I can go, I want to go for the Lord. Just to be found faithful. Okay, so now, at this point in time, when we finish with the inmates, and you're the inmates tonight, what do you think? What, what do you feel about this matter or so? What did I write down here? 